This episode of Intergalactic Interviews is brought to you in part by SkinandBones.ca. Do you need photos taken for an upcoming live show or a photo shoot for a new album? Do you want professional results without the hassles of worrying about whether or not your photographer is getting the right shots? Then book your next photo shoot with SkinandBones.ca today. I do it, and they even make me look good. SkinandBones.ca. Book it now. Ladies and gentlemen, and new guest. Hello, I am MD of the Boomsday Alliance, and I'm sitting here with MMA writer slash mercenary Trevor Duick. Are you gonna sir? Are you gonna take me on your intergalactic journey? I am, and this yeah. is intergalactic goddamn interviews, and it's episode <laughs> thirty-seven. That's what Phil said because so. you were telling me about it off the air about this, you know, little journey you go on with all these artists and all this music <laughs> you make, and yeah. it sounds like you guys were as high as a kite. Newbie Newbison of the Double Boomskies. Yeah. Uh, the Boomsday Alliance. It's a, it's pretty uh, shroomerific. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm sure no, you... but your music sounds great. Thanks, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great way to start the show. Nice little, uh, you know, little ego stroke. Yeah. Go into there. <laughs> it's going to be a show of stroking. Allow me to return the favor, sir. Uh, this is the, the reach around part of the show. Listen, <laughs> sir. Yeah. Trevor, you're 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 a great writer. You uh, you write for Van City Buzz. Uh, you, you're a contributor there. You also contribute to Twenty Four Hours Vancouver. Yeah. Um, you also write for MMASucka.com. Once in a while, yeah. Once in a while, here and there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whenever the spirit uh, moves me. <laughs> right. You're you're also uh, you're also a a, a very uh, vocal personality recently commenting on other aspects of the world outside of MMA. You're just yeah. a, you're a good writer all around. And uh, we're glad you. to have you on the goddamn show. Perfect, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been uh, it's going to be fun. You're also the first guest I've ever had in the show that is so professional that he brought <laughs> he brought notes. He's so amazing because well, I didn't do my I haven't done my UFC 170. Well, I just did my UFC 174 <laughs> picket picks uh, this afternoon, and so I brought him with me because I I have a horrible memory. So you, I I write I jotted down notes just in case I need them. But could, I probably I probably won't need them. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking impressive. I gotta tell you, I'm yeah. like looking at this. Yes. Uh, he, he comes in. I, I was like, oh, what do you, what do you got here? You got some uh, chemis- paper, chemistry notes, and he's like, oh no no, these are these are just my notes. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you hear paper shuffling, it's because I'm looking. I'm like, oh yeah, Ryan Bader. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, uh, let's let's go. Let me just give a disclaimer right now to our, our usual listeners right now. I just want to let you guys know, as you may know, if you listened to the show before, uh, let's see, what's this fucking phone going off? That's real professional. Jesus oh, Christ. Okay. Okay. It's understandable. Come on. This is the world we live in. I'm going to yeah. fucking, come on. Okay. So, uh, enough of that bullshit sideways, right? right come yeah. on. Come on, Trevor. Come on. This is ridiculous. Let's go in. Right. Yeah. Let me try again. Okay. A little disclaimer to our, our usual listeners out there. Uh, you know we like combat sports. You know yeah. we like it, and uh, some of you don't like it. And I got to be honest with you, you might not like this show if you don't like it, but if you're even medium interested in MMA, this is going to be very in-depth, and it's going to be very on point. It's going to be actually – I've been looking forward to this for a few months since we had this booked. Yeah. Um, we booked this show in line in accordance with the local card coming up for the UFC, uh, UFC 174 – which is being headlined by Demetrius Johnson and uh, Bagatinov. Ali Bagatinov. Ali Bagatinov. And uh, people pronounce his name differently. Each person you talk to. How do I? No, I, that's how I, you pronounce it the same way I do. But uh, I, okay. I listen to you know. 
Uh, what Mike Goldberg, for instance, he's like, if you listen to the the, the uh, previews for UFC 174 that they play at nauseum. Our tale of the tape, brought to you in part by. He, yeah, exactly. Ali Bagatonov. Or so, <laughs> he does it some weird like way. I yeah, don't he's know. like he goes I, Ali Bagatonov. Like that. Yeah, way. it's just <laughs> he's got some weird way of pronouncing that shit. I don't know. Mikey Mikey Goldberg's got a lot of uh, a lot of interesting ways of pronouncing shit. He's an interesting character, man. I've yeah. met him a few times. Yeah, partied with him once. Oh yeah. I'll keep what, that secret. What kind of liquor does uh, Mikey Goldberg like? Uh, I think he's a crown of coke guy. Yeah? Yeah. He seems like a classy guy, you know? He's got he a, is. He's fun. He's a super nice guy. He's got a few uh, crown of cokes on his breath. Yeah. I mean, that tells well, you, you know, he likes to party. <laughs> that does not surprise me. I mean, no. he travels a lot. Family man. Oh, yeah? But he likes to party. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Boy, I won't get in trouble for saying Come that, on. I don't think. so. No, that's okay. Yeah. He's a good guy. Um, let's. I just figured we'd go right into it because mm-hmm. this is the local flavor. Let's go right into it. Let's let's break down this card a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's see what we're gonna talk about here. Now, me, I gotta say, off the top of the bat here, this is gonna be a cool card from top to bottom. This is one of the most packed ones of the year, and and, and I'm actually really impressed with the the main card itself. Yeah, the prelims. I I think there's a there's a point to tack onto this that we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah, but there's not a lot of jump to the prelims but if there was one point but potential that's right potential jump that's right if there was one point though it would definitely be with our good friend cajun the local fucking sensation cajun johnson yeah yeah he was uh on the ultimate fighter the recent Mm -hmm. one canada versus australia ultimate fighter nations nations yeah you're gonna call it (laughs) they were they absolutely tuned up australia and i think cajun on that show got a raw deal and uh, it was one of the probably most emotional moments I think we've seen in Tough History. I'd probably go back to uh, Tough One with Chris Lieben. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cajun, he was my pick to win the show. Uh, unfortunately, got knocked the F out and broke his jaw. Um, but this kid, is he should have been in the UFC years ago. I just noticed that you just censored yourself there. I sir. did. I'm so used to censoring myself. I apologize. I know he you, got I, knocked the fuck out. I, I know you just did some terrestrial radio this morning and you had yeah. to go at your guesting on the air on another yeah. show. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah, I'll let you know. You have free reign. You can yeah, fucking- Yeah, well, uh, I know. <laughs> um, it sounds better though. He got knocked the F out. Not but, knocked F out. Not knocked the F out. But, uh, you know, he should have been in UFC a couple years ago and uh, he had an he, orbital bone uh, he broke his orbital bone. Yeah. And he, so he blinded himself a little bit. So he actually had to learn how to box differently. Oh, what? Yeah. He had to change up his entire boxing stance. Oh, if you don't know, tell like, me about that, for yeah. a guy to do that, it's it's a lot of work and it takes him uh, right out of your comfort zone to kind of change up your entire stand-up style. Yeah. So Cajun had to do that, came back, it didn't have a fight and he went right onto the ultimate fighter. He was off for about two years and went right oh, onto the wow. ultimate fighter. I and, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So he, th- and then- uh, So he was there on- Previous merit, not recent yeah. Well, merit. they were going to put him on another Ultimate Fighter show. From what I understand, from which what one? Ah, uh, I don't know. It was it was uh, it was right around the time that he got injured. Oh, okay. so he was on a roll. He was winning fights in the MFC, and he was in talks of coming on another Ultimate Fighter show that didn't happen. And then so he waited, and and he was rehabbing from his injury, and all of a sudden they announced that it was going to be Canada versus Australia, and he mm-hmm. was Jones, and for that, and the UFC had already known him. And so they put him on the show, also because he's a character. I mean, if you remember watching right, the show, he right. was quite the character, right? Um, great guy from Burns Lake. Um, oh yeah, British Columbia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lived a lot, you know, long time in Vancouver as well. And now he's in Montreal training at TriStar. And so finally, he goes in the Ultimate Fighter. Like I said, you know, gets knocked out in the semis, and then uh, breaks his jaw, and then rehabs, and they put him on this card. Um, MMA Sucka, actually, the one of the sites I 
are right for. We actually were putting up sort of uh, trying to get the UFC to, to put them on the card. And so we were having people sign, uh, you know, electronically and, and forward it and retweet it to have Cajun. We're pushing to have Cajun on the card. And sure enough, he was on the card. I don't know if think it had anything to do with us, but it was nice to <laughs> say that we had something to do with no, it. You guys could yeah. hang your hat on that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just cool because he's fighting in front of his hometown. So that's on the prelims. That's good. Of 174. So I think people should should watch the prelims just for that because Cajun is, is a fun fighter to watch. He's a fun dude. And if you like redemption stories and, and good stories, that's a good one. Yeah. You should be able to watch that on Rogers Sportsnet, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It'll be on Here Sportsnet. In yeah. In Canada, you watch on Rogers Sportsnet. Otherwise, you just watch it on Fox. I believe uh if yeah if you're in the states if you, yeah fox yeah. sports one or whatnot uh yeah so that i i think uh well like, who, wait who is he fighting uh ting tong bang that's <laughs> the best way i can pronounce it <laughs> is that how you said yeah it's his it, last name's bang yeah so just let me bang bro yeah just, just let, let me ba- he's gonna be, he's gonna get banged yeah. uh, i actually take cajun in that fight yeah to be honest with you cajun by uh which method um you know what his uh his um his ground game is actually really underrated, and uh, as great as his boxing and, and his kicks are that you've seen on the show, mm-hmm. uh, Cajun's ground game is really really good. So, um, I, I, here again, I'll pronounce his name properly. <laughs> Tae Hun Bang, <laughs> Tae Hun Bang. I'm really bad with names, was, and, I, and I write about mixed martial arts, so I don't have to pronounce them. Usually, I just write them out. That's why I let you do the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. Well, how do you say that again, there, Trevor? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I like to see him have a submission. I like to see a stoppage for him. I want him to have an impressive performance. I'm yeah. really happy for the guy. So yeah. yeah, I would like to see a stoppage too. That would that would be really good for his career. And that's the thing about the prelims, though. Right, prelims are you know where you see a lot of young up and comer fighters who are wanting to make a name for themselves to go all balls to the wall because they know they got to make a and in this day and age of the UFC it's not just about you know rolling on a guy and eking out a decision it's That's about right. you know stopping I mean, dudes. You're signed to those uh, eight to show, eight to win mm-hmm. contracts. You know you're, you're making like uh, sixteen grand in uh, in show money if you win. Mm-hmm. Um, Bonuses out there, yeah. Right, you know. So if uh, if you can really impress. You know, a nice fifty thousand dollar bonus was uh, would definitely kick up your camp. And I mean, he's yeah. already at uh, already TriStar, obviously with uh, um, Farak how do you- Farah Sahabi. Farah Sahabi. Yeah, yeah, Farah Sahabi. And yeah, you know what? Um, That's a name I read all the time, and I always go, I know how to say that. Yeah, and then yeah. Moments right there, it just proved me I don't no, know. No, no, yeah, Farah Sahabi. Uh, you know, obviously people know he's the trainer and coach of uh, of George St. Pierre. Um, but you know what, Cajun guys like that who fight a TriStar, I know some other dudes who do it, uh, they're poor as, poor as fuck, man. Uh, they're, I mean, they live in a, in a little, I mean, Rory McDonald lived there too on, on, before he made, started making some money, but they were, they live in a little, uh, little hut, I like to call it, little room, <laughs> a little, uh, area that the TriStar has put aside for fighters who are there training from, yeah, from all like over a, the world. Guys flock all over to TriStar, man. It's like a dorm, right? Yeah. Dorm. Yeah. There's the, there's the wording. There, it's like a yeah, dorm. It's like a dorm. Yeah, yeah. Fighter dorm. Fighter dorm. With like requisite uh, pranks and whatnot, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Rory, Rory's going to be fighting on this card, obviously, like we mm-hmm. mentioned. Um, but Rory's going to be fighting Tyrone Woodley. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, Rory Mack, local boy, he's had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of pomp around him, a lot of circumstance. And uh, I got to say, I'm going to go with Tyrone Woodley. Now, let me explain why yeah. I think that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, I was. I was of the school of thought. I picked Robbie Lawler over over Rory Mack. Wow. And I know that was really against the consensus at yeah. the time. Yeah. And the reason I did that was just because Rory 
in the same way we were talking about Cajun earlier, mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure that uh, Robbie's going to go in and bang this out because he mm-hmm. was riding a streak that he might not ever reach again. You know, like in his career, especially with the comeback role that he's in, just stringing together, you know, three, four, five wins at it, like, you know, it's it's not an easy thing, especially mm-hmm. with the roster size of of Zufa, which is, you know, you, you're lucky if you can fight three times, four yeah, times a year, yeah, right? Yeah. right? So being able to say, like, okay, are you going to be able to get four or five wins again in a row? That's about a year and a half of your career. Do you have a year and a half of your career? Can yeah. you get this again? Can you get that momentum? So I, I just felt like he was going to roll out there. And when he caught Rory right in the first with that, bow, just caught him fucking so hard with that hook. I, I thought, um, oh, this isn't going to knock him out though. That's how much I respect Rory. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like, well, Rory's a tough dude. Exactly. Rory's yeah. Rory stood toe to toe with Condit. Uh, what three years UFC ago? UFC one fifteen. Yeah, three, yeah, yeah. Three years ago, when when Condit yeah. was was, you know, uh, that was right. Was that right before or right after? He uh, he had that flying knee knockout on Sun Gun Dong Hyun Kim. Yeah, it was it was in twenty ten. Yeah, yeah. It was around the same time. Um, what you know, what was so impressive about that performance, and, and one thing I mentioned in my in my twenty four hours column is that Rory came out, and I don't think he was prepared for the response that he was going to get from the crowd. Right. And that place, I mean, Rogers Arena just blew up when he came out. Mm-hmm. And I think he, I mean, he's told me um, a couple times that uh, he thought, you know, he he, he, he he could barely remember certain parts of the fight. He was so nervous going into that fight mm. because he, he just wasn't prepared for the response and the adrenaline. And That's he said he was riding most of that fight on adrenaline. And uh, he hadn't learned how to control his emotions like that because he'd never been in front of all those people that had been cheering him on and chanting his name. Did you watch the countdown that just came out? No. Okay. Uh, the other Did reason, he mention it? Well, okay, yeah. The other reason I brought it up is uh, you're going to help me with his name again. Yeah. Uh, trainer. For us. For us, a hobby. For us. <laughs> so for us, he, uh, he says, uh, he asked Rory before the fight, uh, are you are you nervous for the, uh, or not that, were we, were you discussing the Condit fight? Well, the Condit, Condit fight, he was nervous. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry, and he sorry. was riding on adrenaline, right? Okay. And before the Robbie Lawler fight is yeah. what I'm referring to. Yeah. Uh, in the countdown, Frost said, uh, I asked him if he was nervous, and he said no. And he's like, and that's when I became nervous because he said a fighter that's not nervous uh, at any level is is, is going to have mistakes. And that's mm. how the countdown edited the show, and then they showed the, the hook we're talking about from mm. Lawler. So it's interesting that he actually mentioned, yeah, I was nervous. But then, I mean, I I thought that was they should have just let that rock. I, I'm I was there was only what six seconds till decision. With yeah, the fight, right? yeah, that was just such an upsetting uh, <clears throat> loss for him because he had pretty much been winning that fight. Oh, he would have took the decision until Connick got yeah. to mount. It would have been a split for sure. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, and then started uh, started banging down, and, and the mm. referee stopped it with a few seconds left. And but uh, Rory going into this fight. Uh, with Tyron Woodley, he he's prepared for the response he's going to get, and I think he's matured as a fighter and an athlete over the years. That uh, he's learned to harness and control his emotions. Yeah, Roy's yeah. not a very emotional guy. He he's gets a very lot of, uh, uh, quiet, yeah, reserved. He, Good dude. And I think people take him the wrong way sometimes. People give him the uh, the psychopath, sociopath kind of, uh, and I can understand tag. why. And I think he likes that in some ways. He definitely, you can see him kind of. I don't know if he plays into it, but he embraces he, he, it. You could definitely see the embrace, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Because he he kind of will, he deadpans everything so hard. Like I don't know, he'd probably be the best comedian ever. If but you the problem to. thing, <laughs> the thing with Rory is he deadpans even when he's not 
in front of a camera. He's yeah. just a really quiet guy. Super nice. All time in the world for me and others, but he's just a really quiet guy. He just likes to do his talking in the cage, right? That's interesting. Um, but, you know, you mentioned the Robbie Lawler fight. This is we're going into this fight with Tyron Woodley. Um, he's got similar problems. He got a guy, Tyron Woodley, who's a very aggressive wrestler. Very, he's got some very yeah. big power punches. I mean, you saw what he did to Carlos Conant. That's right. He threw Carlos Conant around like a rag doll. I know, and, and you know what? He has the blood mentality, too, which is, oh, there's a sore knee. Boom. Just took a, you know, like he yeah. could have... You know, there's, there's, you know, he he knows how to go for the kill, which is really what I'm, what I'm concerned with regarding Rory, just because Rory, he, yeah. he sees it. I don't know that he might go for it. Rory's uh, tentative when it comes to power punches. I've found in the past, he, guys who you can throw a lot of power punches, he fights a little bit tentative. So we'll see how what he does. I, I'm interested to see what his strategy is with Tyron Woodley. He says that uh, he's been bringing in, at least at at TriStar, they have some you know world class wrestlers, which mm-hmm. is true, and he's been training a lot with those guys. Tr- working on the wrestling uh, part of things. And obviously he works on his complete game, but I, I think he's focusing a lot on the wrestling. I don't think, th- I think with Rory's reach, I think Rory thinks he can probably keep Tyrone yeah, at bay yeah. in the striking. I can see that. Throw some jabs, because Rory's good at throwing that jab. Mm-hmm. But um, like you said, you're taking Tyrone Woodley in that fight. I I, I like Rory a lot, and and I'd love to see him win, especially because I'm going to his after party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, at Library Square. Library Square. Yeah. <laughs> after the fight. Yeah. Be there. Um, Which you're giving away I'm giving away two tickets. passes, That's actually. Right. Yeah, if you yeah. go on a Twitter, um, you can find it there on my Twitter, what you have to do. But, um, so you got your coverage. I know it's coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, so what, you're going you're gonna to pick uh, Tyrone? I'm now? taking Tyrone Woodley. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think Tyrone's on a streak. I think, um, me too. I think he's got too much for Rory. I'll be... You know, and who knows? Maybe Rory McDonald puts on the fight of his career and finishes Tyrone Woodley. I mean, we saw Jake Shields beat him in a split decision, but mm-hmm. Jake Shields has beaten Tyrone Woodley. I think Rory's a better fighter than Jake Shields. Jake Shields is a weird career, though, if you really yeah, look at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he manhandled Dan Henderson at maybe what would be the, the renaissance of Dan Henderson, right? Like, like he mm-hmm. had, at one point there... Uh, you know, he, he had full ground control of Dan Henderson, mm-hmm. who, who should have been able to wrestle his way out of that and just, yeah. just couldn't. But then then you have Jake Shields, who, you know, couldn't even effectively win a round against GSP, right? Like, yeah. Where you yeah. look at it, you're like, okay, what's what's the situation here? Like, there, there should have been a difference. So Tyrone Woodley can be beat, but he's yeah. improved since that time that he took that split decision, lost. And, you know, I had three out of his four fights, uh, he's won by KO or TKO. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, he's a dangerous dude, man. So it would be interesting to see what uh, Rory has as far as the game plan goes. I really hope he doesn't fight tentative. That's the thing about Rory. Ever since he went to TriStar, man, he's changed his style up a lot. Well, yeah, you know, f- there's the thing to be said about these uh, top-tier coaches, these uh, Farrases and the Greg Jacksons of the mm-hmm. world, you know, and uh, I hope it doesn't happen to Dwayne Bang Ludwig as well. If yeah. I see uh, if I see something like that, I don't see that happening at Alpha Male at all. But if, uh, if you look at the top-tier coaches – Eventually, there becomes a championship pattern where it's like, okay, this is how you win uh, gloriously, but then here is here's how you win on points. Yeah, on points, and yeah. and, and you fight to the decision and point whatnot. fighting. I call it. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, what kind of what kind of finish do you think we're gonna see here though? If we're both taking Tyrone, what what do you think? Um, TKO. I, I'm t- calling a TKO second round. I I. I I just don't see. Yeah, it's just a bad matchup for Rory McDonald. I, I know, but you know what? This is uh, here's the thing too: is if if Rory doesn't have, like you said, like the match of his life, if he doesn't have a fight of his life here, 
mm-hmm. uh, and, and makes a career defining moment, like TJ Dillashaw style yeah. crazy fight. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. This might drop his stock significantly. Like, mm-hmm. like he's, he went from like, do you know what this reminds me of? This is a very big fork in the road. A la, uh, Brandon Vera where, <laughs> right. Right. Where Brandon Vera was like, this guy is going to fucking be the best. He's going to be the first guy uh, to, to be have two titles at these weights, et cetera, you know, mm-hmm. after uh, Randy Couture, et cetera. And, you know, and then it came up to that Randy Couture fight, and everyone was like, well, if he can win this, man. Yeah, he's well on his way. And then he lost yeah. the decision, and, I, and he sat outside the uh, stairs. Remember that after the yeah. fight? He sat there, and he's like, what do I have to do? What do I have yeah. to do? And he never, he's never, he's never recovered. Never reached that high water mark ever again. Well, Robbie Lawler was the same. We were talking about Robbie Lawler earlier. And Robbie oh, Lawler true, earlier yeah. in his career was very similar to Roy McDonald. Came with a lot of hype. That's true. Young guy in the UFC just came across, you know, just couldn't fulfill that potential. Went on to strike force That's and right. had an okay career in strike force. And then back in the UFC and all of a sudden his, his career. So just because a guy, you know, like, like Rory may lose a fight or a couple fights here. And, may, you know, if he, if he happens to lose to Tyron Woodley, Rory's not out of the picture yet. I think at some point he's going to have to change up the way that he fights. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't want to see Koscheck versus Rory McDonald. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying. We just it's don't like, want to get to that point. Yeah, eh? like where I'm we like, want to keep Rory in the mix. And, yeah. and granted, hey, look, if uh, my heart is saying Rory McDonald, but like I said, my head is going Tyrone Woodley. Is this the co-main event? It's the co-main event. Okay. Yeah. See, that, this is a better way to put it. I, I, I don't want to see him go from co-main event on a pay-per-view to third fight of the on the card at a Fox Sports night yeah. or something like well, that. Well, because we've been so used to seeing him win, right? Yeah. And it's been fun. It's been a fun ride to watch, you know, a local kid. It's fun to have a kid from Kelowna, you know, yeah, all exactly. of a sudden, you know, in the UFC and, and uh, doing, it's something to cheer for, right? Yeah, doing well at an elite level, right? Yeah. Like, um, would you say that his affiliation with TriStar has almost been a hindrance. Yeah, yeah. He won't. But and and I and granted, a lot of people may disagree with me, but I just think I don't know. I like the aggressive Rory McDonald, like when he fought Nate Diaz and he was right. throwing Nate Diaz around. Oh my God! That, his first couple fights in the UFC, Rory McDonald was very aggressive. Those now German yeah. suplexes. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. Never, that was like Chris Benoit. Esque, you know what I mean? Three like back to back, you just boom, 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 rocking them. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so I mean, ever since you know, he says he's matured as a fighter and that he's you know he's picks his spots mm-hmm. and um, you know a lot better than say. Uh, oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, here's a beer. Too, your beer, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Roy McDonald goes to a different fight camp one day. Um, that's the thing is like there was such a, a high level of glory. With with GSP's title reign as welterweight champion, um, that anyone who trains a TriStar like like think about this the two fighters we've discussed so far uh, Cajun and Rory, mm-hmm. uh, both these guys train at TriStar and even with GSP not being active, there's still the comparison. It's still out there. Yeah. It's like well, okay, let's see. But like my my actual question, I really want to maybe yeah. dive into is. Um, and you might have to check me on timeline here. I'm glad you brought notes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you might have to check me on timeline, but um, is this going to be the first fight that Faros has had 100% dedication to Rory and not have to do any GSP bag work or anything? No, no, they've, they've, you know. Was the Condit fight? Uh, no, George St. Pierre was never in Vancouver. So, I mean, but at the time when he was fighting, when Rory was fighting Condit, he was still uh, with um, Toshido in Kelowna. Oh, okay. And uh, and then it wasn't until after that fight um, that he was invited to TriStar. And Greg Jackson was the guy who uh, him and Faraz Sahabi are the ones that uh, 
are the ones that went out and got Rory McDonald. And Rory wanted to move to another camp. He figured if he was going to make a go at right. it, you got and you have to. You have to move to a professional camp to make a real go at it because the guys that you, you that Rory was training with in Kelowna, um, you know, you're only going to you're it's not the, if you're going to be better, you want to be training with guys who are going to push you and not be going to a camp where you're going to be beating up everybody mm-hmm. all the time, right? You yeah. want to be pushed and a TriStar is a perfect thing for him because he's going against all kinds of guys. They're throwing all kinds of animals at him there. Um, but at some point I could re- for some reason I got this sneaky feeling that Rory McDonald will change fight camps at some point in his career just to do something different. You know, find find a different coach that can maybe bring something else out of you. You know, and uh, you know, I, I same thing with GSP when he over the over his career we saw him become a little bit more reserved That's in his true. tactics, yeah. right? Very. A true. lot of people yeah. found George really boring. I found what George did masterful. I think he's amazing. Yeah. He's technically like brilliant. Yeah. You know, I, and yeah. uh, but I think at some point his his style got stale, and he did. He got stale. I mean, I guess it comes with just winning, and if you have a way of winning all the time, might as well stick with it. But at one, at some point in this in this fight game, you have to be somewhat exciting. Yeah, I and, mean, yeah, you know, there's probably like if I had to point to anything after that Matt Sarah fight, uh, the rematch, mm. there there was this kind of a mental switch. I almost feel it happened where it was like, all right, no matter what you do out there someone can catch you like mm-hmm. they like that Matt Sarah upset was still it, it, unbelievable it's it's unfucking believable how yeah. how crazy that was biggest upset probably since the recent fight with Dillashaw, Dillashaw. yeah no that's right that's, that's definitely if you're looking at the actual odds they were both one, they were similar yeah, yeah it was I mm-hmm. think I think Sarah was even no I think matter. actually if I remember correctly odds were very similar at the time yeah. might have, Sarah might have been a bit more of an underdog but um but I remember, you know, I'm always going to say the Matt Sarah uh, uh, TKO of George St. Pierre was probably the biggest upset in MMA history. But some people are saying the Dillashaw fight is now. But, I think it's a little too fresh for people. Yeah, that's why. But yeah. I, I personally love that fight. That was good. Let me <laughs> let me ask you one more uh, mm-hmm. one more Rory question just for the end here. Yeah. Um, let's assume Rory uh, proves both us wrong mm-hmm. and he ends up getting the big win. Um, who wins in the title shot against uh, Hendricks? So Johnny Hendricks. Well, the or... UFC loves Lawler. Oh right, okay, okay. Yeah, Lawler's the number one guy, um, and I think Dana White would li- really like to see a rematch. For some reason, Dana White thinks that the Hendricks Lawler fight was controversial, but I had Hendricks. I had it all tied up going into the the fifth and final round. That's why I love it, you, Trevor. And Hendricks won that because <laughs> I I had I had Lawler. Really? I, yeah. Wow. I, oh, I I knew I knew Lawler didn't have as good of an ending as a good of a start. Oh, no, but it was I had that fight all tied uh, up. So judges saw it the same way. I know judges aren't a good way to. Well, no, no, you're right. No, but like I I would think that uh, uh, analyst opinion like mm-hmm. we're giving right now is um, we have the benefit of time. Obviously, like yeah. we can watch replays and, and mm-hmm. hear other people, whereas like a judge has. You know, two minutes whether to like write down their their whatever a minute in between rounds to write down their their judgment. So uh, I'm not really faulting them for for whatever the the call is, but I just felt live watching it that I I was like ah uh, I don't know I kind of feel Lawler in this and and I, I might be a bit biased because you know I, I did call Lawler and the and the and the uh, the other fight there that we were talking about against Rory, but I I just felt this and that okay. But let's assume Rory becomes number one contender. Yeah, he would have to win in very impressive fashion. Same with Tyrone Woodley if, yeah. if he were to win, because I, I honestly think the UFC is going to do a rematch. Yeah. In September with Johnny Hendricks, I, I think what they're going to ha- the winner of this fight is probably going to take on, um, 
you know, whoever else is in the mix between now and September. So, um, and that will be the number one contender fight to, uh, between uh, the winner of uh, Lawler and Johnny Hendricks. Yeah. I mean, Ellenberger has basically shot himself in the foot again, and he's not yeah. he's not in the mix any- anymore. So Jake Ellenberger is not involved anymore. Cause Hector Lombard is in the mix. Lombard is my sleeper pick. Yeah. I feel like well, wherever the dust settles after this little <laughs> roundabout this weekend, I the, think that he'll he'll uh, he'll be involved in some some capacity. So okay, mm-hmm. let's uh, let's move on to a, another fight here. This yep. is uh, the main event of the night: mm-hmm. uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson versus Ali Bagatinov and uh, Ali Bagatinov. Okay, so <laughs> Bagatinov, uh, he's been for me mentally doing mental gymnastics for me in my head because uh, I've been I've been like oh this kid I like him every time I see him fight he's exciting mm-hmm. if I see him on a card I make sure I watch you know every single everything I have to I have to watch him you know what I mean mm-hmm. he, I haven't had uh, uh, the best way I could put it is uh, uh, you and I are, are are fans of MMA combat sports etc mm-hmm. but uh, there are a few that you watch a little extra yeah and you know yeah. what I'm saying mm-hmm. now the first fighter I got into like that that really was woe for me was uh, Mirko Krokop. Of course. And, and Krokop yeah. for me, uh, still, you know, like, like this, someone asked me the other day, who's your favorite fighter? And I was like, uh, it's Overeem right now, but uh, it, that's only because Krokop's retired. And then, you you're know. Still, you're still holding on to the guys of yesteryear, eh? <laughs> I know. The legends. Yeah, I know. It doesn't matter how many times we've lost, he's still my favorite. I love Overeem. Yeah, me and all my <laughs> friends, we're always like, this is it. Overeem's coming back. I like this Fedora Emelianenko. He's my favorite yeah. fighter. He's fucking retired. Fair I don't care. Best. Best. Yeah, so you, so you see what I'm saying. So yeah, that, yeah. so here's some new blood I'm injecting, and I'm like, ah, oh, Bogatina, if I could see this. I could see this kid doing something wild. Yeah. But here's the thing. Mighty Mouse, to me, Demetrius Johnson, he, he comes off. Um, uh, you know the energy I get off him? I swear to God, it's like Mayweather-esque. That's what I get. I'm no. like, this guy's technically sound. Mm. Everything about the, he, I don't know. I, I Here, this is my question. I invite yep. Trevor Duick <laughs> yep. to please give me some holes in, in Demetrius Johnson's game. Uh, Are there any holes? In that division? I mean, Bantamweight, flyweight. Um, you know, I've... Yeah, the flyweight division. No, man, I don't see anyone don't coming see close. No, um, no. John Dodson might be a guy that might have a chance, but just based on speed alone. Because Demetrius Johnson, the thing about what makes Demetrius Johnson Johnson so good, he's number four pound for pound fighter in the world. Um, is watch his footwork. His footwork is better than anybody oh, in the octagon. That's what I'm talking about. The Mayweather. His, yeah, like his his hands are so good, but then he can all of a sudden he'll you you think you're going to be striking with him, and next thing you know he's taking you down. Explodes. Yeah, Boom. and uh, that's the thing is, I, I believe Demetrius Johnson's takedown defense is at about fifty percent. So, if Bagatinov was going to win this, and because he's a Sambo champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if people don't know what Sambo is, it's like a Russian martial arts where it's, it's kind of like MMA. It's, it's in judo and it's, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's a lot of flipping and throwing and, and beating the fuck out of guys. Um, he's, he's a champ at that. Fedora Milinenko was, was a Sambo guy, right? That was his base. You're seeing yeah. a lot of these Russian fighters come into the UFC with some Sambo background. Um, so he's good at taking guys down. So if, if, if you're going to beat Demetrius, one, you got to catch him. Two, you got to be able to take him down. That's right. And I think there's a chance, but Demetrius is, is so good at everywhere uh, in, in, in a fight. He, he'll fight <laughs> you on the ground. You know, there, there's a lot of guys who are very well-rounded, but Demetrius Johnson, man, is just on another level. And his, 
the fact that he's finished the last two guys as well, because a lot of these people, they watch flyweights. Oh, it's, it's fucking boring. Yeah. 125, uh, seriously? Yeah. On. No, no one ever finishes anybody. Uh, it's just, it, dude, Demetrius Johnson's on another level, and um, I'm, I'm excited to see. I, I, If you're going to ask for a prediction, I'll give you my prediction right now. I, it's it's going to be DJ all the way, but um, a couple of my colleagues think, you know, hey, you know, a lot of us thought Barrow was going to walk over Dillashaw. That's right. One bad night, you know. That's all it takes, man. Yeah. If you take a guy lightly... You know, um, <laughs> I, I would just here. I would like to see the Bogatinov one now. <laughs> now I know if it goes to decision, it'll hundred percent be Demetrius Johnson. There's no way he's going to outpoint him. I know that. So it, I know it has to be a finish, and I know it has to be in Bogatinov fashion, dramatic. So uh, I don't know. I'm gonna just if I was gonna throw a hail mary out there, I don't know. Maybe a twister. <laughs> <laughs> well, via twister. The yeah. thing that uh, Demetrius has going for him is that it's it, it's it's semi in front of his hometown crowd. He's from Washington State. He's got a lot of That's his friends true. and family coming up here to yeah. watch him. Um, I went and watched him in Seattle for a UFC on Fox card. How was that? Um, was last year, and uh, you know what? He's you know a lot. Of, he has got a lot of fans out here in the Northwest, so it'll be good. He'll be with friends and family in front of, watching him, and uh, you know, uh, I, I don't see how Ali. I mean, Demetrius Johnson's just fought tougher competition over the last little while. Ali Bagantanov has, has fought pretty good competition. He's on an 11-fight winning streak. Um, but I just I think DJ's just on a completely different level I, altogether. I, I just don't think anyone's going to beat him for a very long time. I think it's going to be a great fight either way. Yeah, yeah? yeah you think definitely. so? It, it, it's got yeah. the potential, but it also has the potential of being... Because it, a lot of guys, if they can't catch up, to, to Demetrius because if you watch how fast he moves what we were talking so about so fast a lot of his opponents are going to try jabbing and punching him and whiffing at air pretty much they're just going to be punching mm-hmm. air punch um, themselves out and, and then so he... Demetrius kind of picks and chooses his spots and mm-hmm. I think Demetrius has to be a little bit careful about not getting caught into the clinch That's and so thing. he's got to keep moving around he and had work some, his boxing yeah he had some issues against uh, Dodson against the clinch especially in the later rounds and so I thought him versus John Dodson who's I think I think Dotson's improved big time. Dotson's going to get a rematch. Yeah, I I was just going to say I, I definitely yeah. see that happening down like very like after this fight even I would mm-hmm. say if if Bogatinov can't beat Johnson, they'll probably Dotson Johnson again because they don't have a lot of guys in the, yeah, the division. That's man. A, it's, it's they got to get shallow. more guys. Yeah, it's very. And that's shallow. why they're going to Mexico, right? UFC is going to Mexico because they want to bring in. Uh, <laughs> these a lot of these younger kids who are you know in, in Mexico they have a lot of very lightweight guys who are flyweights yeah. bantamweights they got the, the kid who has like uh, a Rey Mysterio mask in one hand yeah and the other hand is like uh, you know MMA gloves what am I gonna do what am I gonna do <laughs> I'm gonna go with MMA yeah you know. uh, or even boxing I mean Mexicans have done so well at boxing over the years and um yeah, like so that's why the UFC is really trying to grow the sport in Mexico because they need a lot of these light light fighters. Same with J- Japan and China, they got to bring in a lot of these light fighters because the 125 pound division is really really shallow. I can only really name off the top of my head maybe six fighters. Yeah, in the it, there's just, it's it's and again I, you know people should be excited about this main event, man. You don't get to see a guy who's pound for pound you know one of the best in the world. Compete in your hometown. I mean, it's it's amazing. You can, yeah. Don't be don't be don't be pissing on the fact that these guys are lightweights and I don't like them um, because it's absolutely it's totally baseless for, yeah. for anyone to have anything negative to say about this type of a fight. I understand a lot of those fights go to decision. It's true, but there's there's right. truth made, to that. You made a good point though earlier that you know, like Demetrius Johnson, his last two fights, those have ended in, in spectacular finishes. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm, it's talking like people that are like, oh, well, I only like uh, finishes. Like, you know, the casual fan out there, oh, I only like finishes. I only like uh, 
uh, definitive ends or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's like, okay, well, here's a guy who's, who's destroying dudes with like, Mm -hmm. like if it was a, if it was a welterweight fight, you'd be like, holy shit, this guy has hands. Well, yeah. I mean, he, he knocked out Benavides. Um, I believe he arm barred, uh, Moraga. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, he's a guy who can finish fights. You know, sometimes it's the opponent. Sometimes guys, the opponent doesn't is nervous. He doesn't want to go in there. He, he's very tentative, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it makes it difficult for for the other fighter to try to get any momentum in a fight to try to you know finish a guy if the guy's being very you know tentative and and just kind of you that's know my, trying to win on points. <laughs> yeah, that's my only concern with my Bogatinov pick. Yes, is that once he gets into that deep water in the fourth and fifth round, if it goes that far, I don't know what he looks like there. I've, there's no footage on that's that. Exactly right? it. So I I mm-hmm. don't know. I would hope. That he's got some, uh, you know. That's the thing about Demetrius, man. He doesn't cardio. get tired. Yeah, he's got cardio oh. for days, man. Cardio for days, man. So you know, they, they call him chance. Mighty Mouse, but he should be a hummingbird. He's <laughs> fucking flying over there. He's just crazy. The hummingbird. Uh, you yeah. Know, you know what? That's. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we <laughs> Demetrius the hummingbird Johnson. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad we're uh, we're we're covering uh, like why people uh, should be interested in this fight and not because uh, you had an article come out today in uh, the today's copy of the 24 mm-hmm. and uh, your article um, while it covered the card like we are doing right now um, it also had a, a very good question which is why why are ticket sales for this particular fight and card. Why are they so much lower, say, compared to the last few cards that have come here? Yeah. Um, that That's a great question to ask. And uh, I, I think that there's a theory we could possibly construct between the two of us. Now, between us and these beers. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Between yeah. us and these beers, which will probably be our side podcast, we'll start one day. Be yeah. like, between us and these beers. Two dudes and two beers. Two dudes and two cups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, we were talking off the show before we started, and you had mentioned... Uh, the environmental factor, yeah, of the weather. Why don't you go? Not, ahead? not, not global warming, but warming <laughs> of a different sense. And that it's you know it's fucking beautiful in Vancouver. Yeah, especially right now. We've been getting like a heat wave here. It's been nice. It's been like right easing right into summer nicely. Um, and I just think the UFC needs to rethink. I understand why they come to Vancouver in June. One for scheduling reasons. Two, right, for the fact that it's gorgeous here, man. And so um, I, I'd like to see the UFC try doing a show here in September, October, November you know, in the fall, obviously get the rain and everything, but right. you know, um, more people are probably inclined to go to a show as fighting, you know, a fighting sh- event. If you know, the weather's shitty outside mm-hmm. when they come here, you know, one, they had the Canucks last time, the Canucks were on their big playoff run. They're in the, they're in Stanley cup finals. And so a lot of people were just so focused into the Canucks in, in 2011. That was the last time the UFC was here. Um, so, you know, the, it wasn't sold out, but I mean, it was still a good crowd. That's right. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, the one, of course, UFC 115 was the fastest sellout in UFC history. Yeah, it was so fast. I remember yeah. I, I was, that was uh, news, not just in uh, Canada, it was worldwide. It was yeah. international news. Because yeah. they sold most of their tickets in the pre-sale, which mm-hmm. was crazy. And now we have this one and, and, you know, it's been so bad for ticket sales. And I'm hoping it picks up in the next few days because Vancouver is like one of those towns. You know how it is. Yeah. Vancouver is a last minute town. Oh, huge. Yeah. Like, oh, there's fights tonight. Oh, yeah, at the Rogers Arena. Oh, there's still tickets available. Yeah. We'll go, or I'll get it from my buddy who's a scalper, or, you know, or whatever. People don't mind paying scalpers here in this town for some reason. But uh, the, only, the only thing people are quick on here that I've noticed, if you don't count Canucks, mm-hmm. if you don't count the local uh, hockey here, if you looked at uh, music festivals, that's uh-huh. the only thing people out here seem to be like, holy fuck, do you have your tickets yet? Oh, my God. Yeah. Pre-sale is next year. You need to music you know, festivals, get yeah. ready. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's one thing, I, and, and that's a very good point. 
And also people, the casual fan, there's MMA fans and then there's UFC fans. All right. Yeah. Now let's break this down. There are are MMA fans and there are UFC fans. And Mm -hmm. one of the main differences is like the guy who's like, yeah, I trained UFC, bro. You know, I got (laughs) a black belt in UFC. Oh, you have a black belt in (laughs) UFC, do you? Yeah, nice. It's great (laughs) discipline. Yeah. Yeah. I fight UFC. Yeah. Yeah. I fight fight UFC. What, like in court? I don't know. What what, what are you talking about here? Your little video game system there? Yeah. What are you talking? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And you know what the thing is, though, is like the UFC fan will look at this card and, you know, they'll watch, you know, the the big cards. They won't watch every card. Casual fan, you'll look at this and see uh, Ali Bagatonov and Demetrius Johnson and. yeah, you know, whatever happened to Chuck Liddell? Yeah, what happened to <laughs> Randy Couture? Is he fighting? Where's Brock Lesnar? Look at Brock Lesnar hasn't fought for Brock a while. Brock Lesnar is he? Pretty, he's pretty good, eh? Yeah, you're like, uh, yeah. well, that's the thing. Mirko Krokop. Yeah, yeah, you know, why isn't he there on this go. fucking card? Fucking fool. Yeah, I know. But yeah. so they look at this and they say, well, I don't know these guys. I don't know. I don't want to spend the money. But you know, honestly, ticket sales are not so much ticket sales, but ticket prices for this this event have been crazy. Um, Fifty bucks, you can get a ticket to go to the show See, and, now, that, and you can actually go online they uh, I forget where they put it they did one of those things where you for about five days you could buy really cheap tickets on one of those sites where you, you log in and it's like only five days only big sale yeah uh, I we forget what it's called credit no right now but, but anyway they're, they're discounting the tickets quite <laughs> yeah. a bit I, I would and giving Im- them away. I would imagine it's probably significant. You know, we're about five, six days out actually when this podcast drops we're 24 hours out yeah and we'll be doing weigh-ins but uh, I think this all is uh, overshadowed a little bit by maybe an even bigger problem, which is what we've, we've kind of discussed off air, but maybe we should bring to light. Yeah. Um, the oversaturation factor mm-hmm. is immense. Yeah. Now, again, we don't really have to state at this point. We're about like, what, 30, 40 minutes into the show. I, I don't have to say at this point. Clearly, we're fucking crazy about MMA and, and yeah. combat. So we know stats. We're fucking calling fires. Mm-hmm. We know what we're talking about. But that that speaks more to our love of the sport and not so much their marketing of the sport. Mm-hmm. We're into it because we're into it. We follow sites like MMASucker.com, mm-hmm. uh, wherever we wherever we get our, M- our MMA. The Underground, MMA the underground. Junkie, yeah, Obviously, all those great right? sites, yeah. So all these different places we go to. And there there isn't really a, um, how do you say, like, like a, a something that the casual fan can hang their hat on at yeah. this point. When we had the big boom of of MMA, and it was about what two thousand nine, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, yeah, yeah, even two thousand eight a little bit. When yeah. that happened, it felt like everywhere you fucking went, it was a two to three week build up until the next card because it was like one big huge card oh. a month. Oh, it's gonna be huge. You remember when it was like UFC was like once a month or once every two yeah. months? It was a big two months. Thing. We used to do barbecues and and kegs and it would be like let's have a keg and and have a bunch of people over and watch the fight it would cost us like 50 cents to watch the fight because everyone would chip in yeah not a big fucking deal for a 60 dollar card right so that was how it was and that was this we're talking like five years ago it wasn't that Mm -hmm. long ago and now now it's so oversaturated It, it feels like like i had to do fucking homework for real to like to know this undercard and to know yeah. and to know the prelims and what's yeah. going on. Whereas you and I should be able to just say like we were talking earlier, like like you're right. Yeah. The old guard of uh, the Shoguns and the the Crow Cops and the Vandalay Silvas, etc., mm-hmm. like that. Like these are names that you can just drop and people go, oh yeah, fucking of course I know what we're talking about. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like an Ali Bagatanov, 
Yeah. We have to then explain to people like, you know, this guy's a bad motherfucker. Exactly. But you probably haven't seen him fight that much because, I mean, although he's been in the UFC and he's, you know, people just don't recognize the name. That's right. Yeah. So how do we, well, let's say we have creative control right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. They give us the Vince McMahon hat and uh, you and I right now, Trevor and Jamie, we can go ahead and we can fix this oversaturation problem. How do we go about doing that? So do you want to fix it though? That's the problem. I understand what you're saying, but Mm -hmm. the UFC is now, this is the thing. Everyone for the longest time was like, oh, I can't wait till the, the sports become mainstream, you know, get so much more respect and. Um, well, it's mainstream now. It's, it's on Fox. It's, it's on all the sports channels. So mainstream. It yeah. has its own robot intro on Fox Sports. Yeah, that's I mean, about as mainstream as it gets. Yeah. So I mean, you know, all the major sports outlets cover it now. Um, so be careful what you wish for because it's mainstream, and now the UFC has they're printing money, right? That's and right. so yeah. it, I don't blame them for wanting to make this a. They want to be bigger than the NFL one day. Dana White has always said, "I want to be bigger than the NFL." Well, granted, I highly doubt that will ever happen, but he wants to go worldwide yeah. with with the UFC, and that's what they're trying to do with this their whole new fight uh, pass network. Um, they're trying to make a lot of cards because they're trying to build fighters That's and right. they're trying to build fighters from different regions. And so, yeah, we're getting a ton of fights thrown at us. If you're a big fight fan, there's there's something almost every couple weeks, um, whether it be a free card or on Sportsnet or I on mean, the fuck, Fight they, Pass. They or, did two cards on the same night last yeah. week, right? Yeah. yeah. So now that, that, that's the kind of thing where I, I go, okay. Now, I, I got to say, just off the top of my head, I can't quite recall. No. And that's that. I understand I know the Benson problem. Benson Henderson was on. Yeah, Benson Henderson yeah. just fought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, that's that's is that uh, here's the that's what I'm saying. If you and I are the let's say elite, uh, in depth fans, yeah, and we're into the sport, okay, and we're part of that infrastructure, and then you and I aren't able to recall blank about a, about a card, then you know, yeah, like what does that speak to the guy who's like, where's Chuck Liddell? <laughs> Whatever happened to his mohawk? Yeah, you know, like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, hey, look, it's I understand why the UFC is doing what they're doing, and but I also understand the other side of it. You know, they're they're at some point we're just in this weird time right now where it's so mainstream and they're throwing out so many fights. Eventually, they're going to realize at some point they're going to have to take it back a bit. Yeah. Now, um, now that's so, the thing is, okay, the the question I would I would follow up with that is, what at what point? Do you do that? Okay. I don't think they ever will. Because I mean, look at hockey, look at baseball. I mean, look at baseball, how many games they have in a year. Look at hockey, how many games there are in a year. Oh, and I know true. it's tough to compare, but I think they would love to have a fight once a week. And I mean, it's just like boxing. They want to control the sport. I mean, the, the UFC wants to be mixed martial arts. They want to be the only thing in town. Um, and so I can understand sort of why they're doing what they're doing and, and you know, it's, they want to be like boxing where there's a fight. I mean, if, if you watch boxing, there's there's always fights, boxing right. fights, and some cards are, you know, aren't very stacked. And then you have, you know, the you know the Mayweathers and the Cotto fights and things right. like that, right? right. Um, you know, you have those big pay-per-views. And the UFC has those big pay-per-views. I mean, the next card after 174 is 175, which is huge, a massive fucking card. And that's the other thing is people in Vancouver are looking at, you know, for instance, John Jones and Al- and Alexander Gustafson are fighting in Toronto in September. That's right, and that was just announced, and that's going to yeah. be a rematch, right? So people in Vancouver are going, well, why couldn't we get that? Why couldn't we get that fight? Um, you know, they, they seem to be putting a lot of these big cards in Toronto, Montreal, if, if they're putting something on in Canada. Yeah, that's um, a geographical, political decision, though. I mean, like, I, yeah. I don't blame them for that. I mean, we're talking about... Why not the- bring it to Vancouver, though? Why well, not? Vancouver, I good- think this it could sell out if you bring... 
big fights to this town. People look at the Demetrius Johnson fight, and we can talk about how great it is. Um, but people are like, eh, I'd rather see John Jones fight. I'd rather see George St. Pierre fight. You know, um, let's bring George St. Pierre to other parts of Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's the only thing about the UFC I didn't, their strategy I didn't like. They kept putting George in Montreal or Las Vegas. Um, but he's loved by every Canadian, you know, who's that's a fight right. fan, right? So let's put him in Calgary yeah. or let's put him in. Vancouver. They you sell the fuck out of Rogers Arena if they put Rory McDonald and GSP in this guard. BC you know. place. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And look at no BC problem. place, man. Yeah. I always wondered, like, if they're going to do another big stadium show, you know, put it in BC place. They got the nice screen there now. The, yeah. the acoustics are a lot better there now than it ever was. I, I like it. I thought, I thought that since they've done the renovations, that BC place is one of the better stadiums I've been to in the, yeah. in the country. But they'll never do it now because you're looking at this card and they're going, well, fight fans, people in Vancouver are fickle. They don't, you know. It, you know, it's MMA is a weird thing in Vancouver. I mean, even some of the local cards don't do very well here. It's just they, you know, a lot of people from Surrey and and uh, <laughs> well, and yeah. Richmond come out. For people yeah. that are, aren't from familiar with uh, our locale, uh, that's uh, uh, the Bridge and Tunnel crowd, shall, yes. shall we say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, that that's more of the burbs. Yeah, the people that will come out for that almost turn off the casual fan. From yeah, doing it, right? exactly. Like, yeah. You know. But anyway, I mean. Um, in the end, it's, you know, is it oversaturation? Yes. I mean, there's bars in Vancouver right now that are cutting uh, back. Like the Donnelly Group, I was talking to the marketing director there, and he was saying that they've had to take the UFC off some of their bars because it's just expensive for these pubs to, to always have these UFCs on, uh, the pay-per-views anyway. Right, because um, it's a commercial license. Yeah, so they have expensive. to pay a lot of money. Yeah, it's not uh, $60 to run it, right? No, <laughs> like, no, exactly. You try thousands. Off. Yeah, yeah, thousands ten, of dollars. $10 thousands. to watch it? I don't yeah. think so. You're like, dude, come on, it's, it's so expensive to have yeah, 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 and so that's why a lot of places call, you know, have cover, right? And uh, it's just expensive, and they're finding that it's dwindling. The viewership, it's just not as interesting to people as it used to be. And yeah, it might have something to do with oversaturation, um, but... Well, I don't know what they can do about it. I don't think they're going to ever... I mean, I'd like to see them cut back a little bit, but I don't think they will. I have a bit of a plan. Okay, here okay, we go. Here's okay. your plan. Here, here's what I... The first thing I would just suggest, okay, mm-hmm. is uh, I would I would structure the deal with Fox, okay, after this one runs out. And I, I would... Because obviously they can't change it halfway. But I would structure it so I would say, okay, look, we're going to do our pay-per-views once a month, 100%. So we're going to have 12 pay-per-views a year, minimum, okay? And in a, addition to that, Every single month, we're going to have one card bi-weekly opposite of that card. So within two weeks of the weather card. And that card is going to be all development prospect cards, etc. Uh-huh. So there you have, now you still have the, the month-long buildup of, let's, hey, bring everyone over and watch the big fight, quote-unquote, okay? With the stacked card. That's right, because it's stacked, and it's like you're, it's a prestige thing where, like, okay, you're on the big pay-per-view card, which it was four or five years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And then with this free show that they're showing on TV with all the prospects, that draws the casuals in to become hardcore, and it makes the hardcores feel hardcore watching the, ca- the, the, the free show because you're like, yeah, these guys probably just watch pay-per-view. They don't even know about blah, blah, blah. And you know there's yeah. guys out there that would just take joy in watching that. And that mm-hmm. builds fandom and builds more of an interest. As opposed to, like, right now, where it's like... It's all over the map. It's all over the fucking map. It's like, there's no rhyme or reason as to... You know, this week we're going to China, next week we're in Brazil, yeah. and 
you know, here's a bunch of Brazilian fighters now we're that in no Sweden. one knows. And now we're in, yeah, you know, and here's a bunch of Swedish fighters. Yeah. And no, here's I, the ultimate fighter finale in, from Brazil that yeah. was entirely recorded in Portuguese. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you didn't watch it because we didn't have the rights in Canada. But here, check out the finals. You're going to love these guys. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, yeah. that's, that's not... I don't know. It's not as accessible as it could be. And the Fight Pass Network is a great idea, but for the majority of us who are no longer subscribing to uh, conventional cable or mm-hmm. satellite, uh, it's very odd that I'm like, okay, now I, because I don't want to pay for 200 stupid channels I don't want to watch, I have to buy a whole fucking package just to get your Fight Pass thing or watch it online, mm-hmm. etc. You know, like there, there should be a, I don't know. There has to be a a medium there. Where yeah, it's, it's somewhere in the middle. And you know what? They'll work. They'll work it out over the next few years. Um, but I mean, they do a lot of market research, and mm-hmm. I think they'll figure out that you know Vancouver should sell out. It should, but it's not. And so maybe it's on us a little bit. Um, Are you going? Yeah, Are yeah. You going I'm gonna be show? covering it. Yeah, media I, pass. Uh, yeah. Trevor, I think you just sold me on the show. I think I might go. Yeah, yeah, Michael. You support. Should. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. You should. I mean, if you want the UFC to come back, if you want the UFC to bring in the big <laughs> John Jones guys, you know, like go and support these cards that come to Vegas. The card they, they, we haven't so. had a UFC since 2011, assholes. Okay, get out there and watch some fights. I just felt a a twinge, a twang of guilt, a guilt cell. You're Did like, you? You're, you're like, yeah. yeah. If if you want it to come back, I'm like, oh yeah. shit, I do. Well, I mean, I do want it to come yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, the UFC. If, if they don't, if they're in the business of making money. And if they're only if there's only eleven thousand people, ten thousand people at this fight, they're gonna look at it and go, you know, it's one, it's really it's really expensive to put on a show here in Vancouver because of All commission the, oh, and their stupid and fucking the, pieces of fucking rule ideas that they have and the charge the things that they charge promotions. It's yeah. ridiculous. V- but it's not as bad as Ontario, but the uh, VPD rental, the, yeah. the Vancouver Police Department rental, they force everyone to use for using Rogers Arena. Yeah, well, that's yeah, just ridiculous. Come on, okay, tell you what, yeah. Uh, we're going to go into uh, a part of the show right now. It doesn't mm-hmm. really have a name. It's just like, it's a fast fast five rapid fast fire. Fast five rapid fire thing? Rapid okay. fire. It's a uh, Goldberg. But like, and now, the fast five. He would probably give us one of those. But uh, <laughs> the name of the game here is just, it's like Coke or Pepsi. You just got to answer one or the other. Yeah, okay. And uh, Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> it Really? Pepsi over Coke? I like both, yeah. actually. But sometimes I just go with Pepsi. I uh, I don't, but I don't, don't underestimate chocolate. Uh, Cherry Diet Coke or cherry cherry Coke, vanilla Coke with a little uh, little rum there. That's oh, pretty okay. good. That's yeah, not a bad yeah, idea. Yeah. But you got to go to a bodega, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> no one carries vanilla Coke anymore. Okay, hey, uh, Trevor Duick, yes, writer extraordinaire. Would you uh, be prepared to answer these fast five? Okay, okay. And uh, if you want to give a reason right after, a little quick reason. That's, okay, that's, uh, that's all a right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, question the first. Yes, Greg Jackson. Or Dwayne Ludwig, Greg Jackson, just because he's uh, probably the best game planner in the sport. That's nice. That's nice. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, question the second: heavyweight or featherweight? Uh, see, I was I was saying people should support the featherweights because of Demetrius Johnson, but. I'm a sucker for the heavyweights. <laughs> I love heavyweights. If I had to choose, I, I would choose heavyweights just because I, you know. The heavyweight division is so interesting right now. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting right now, and yeah. we're, we're actually—that's a good, uh, good little segue to the next one here. Yeah. Uh, next question is: uh, next champ to lose his belt, Cain Velasquez or John Jones? Who's going to lose their belt first, eh? 
Who? Um, I'm gonna say John Jones is gonna lose his oh, belt shit. first. Oh shit! Yeah, I I pick uh, Gustafson in that fight too. I think he's gonna maul him just like his name. Um, next question is uh, more. Ant- I can't believe actually we didn't even cover this part. This is crazy. Yeah. This okay. Is, uh, more anticipated return: Andre Arvlosky. Yeah, in or, Vancouver or Nick Diaz. Uh Nick Diaz would be whenever he decides to. Uh, put the bong down i think eventually he will make it i, I was i'm i was kind of a i wish that nick diaz was fighting in vancouver 209 motherfucker yeah because i think he'd he'd enjoy this this town oh i, I totally think nick yeah but yeah can he can he fight outside the country i don't think he can leave the states can. but um yeah. arlovsky you know what he's fighting ufc 174 it'll be interesting to see how he does but. dude if arlovsky comes out and just molly wops on uh, Brendan Schaub. Brandon Schaub. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Brendan Schaub, by the way, with his uh, podcast with Brian Calloway, Fighter and the Kid. Yeah. Uh, that's a fucking funny uh, podcast. It's a good show. Yeah. But uh, if if Andre Ovlosky comes out and just fucking wrecks house, uh, I don't know. This might be the year of the comeback career for sure, right? Uh, both those guys have suspect chins. I just, I, I, you know, going off topic of your five here, your five, or whatever, your rapid fire questions. Um, <laughs> it doesn't have a name. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, Arlovsky's got better boxing, so I just think between the two, I think Arlovsky's going to win that fight. I would, uh, yeah. I would hope so. Uh, sorry, Brennan, but yeah. I, I would, I would definitely hope so. I hope because it would be more interesting that way, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's what that's yeah. just what I'm saying. It's a heavyweight fight. You should be excited about it, but at the same time, whether Shab wins or Arlovsky wins doesn't really mean much in the heavyweight division right now because. Uh, they would need to put a few more wins a together few more. Before, yeah. before they get anywhere close Definitely. to it. Okay, and uh, last one. Yeah. Uh, 2005 Shogun or 1999 Vanderlei Silva? Oh, axe murder all the way, man. All the way, right? Because that yeah. was 18 straight wins. Fuck. Dude, I mean, the thing about uh, Vanderlei Silva, who was supposed to fight Chael Sonnen. Which, obviously, you know, there's not enough room in this fucking podcast. You know, we could talk about all kinds of things, I but I was disappointed because, you know, Vanderlei Silva came with some weak excuse of why he didn't oh, take the test. But we know that Vanderlei Silva was using steroids, motherfuckers, okay? He was we using know. steroids yep. in Pride. He was yeah. using performance-enhancing drugs all through Pride. Um, probably parts of his UFC <laughs> career. Um, if you fight in Brazil, you can probably get away with a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> if you fight in Japan, you can get away, yeah, with, you a get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, you get away with a lot of shit, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but still, man, the axe murderer all the way. He was, he was what I loved about mixed martial arts when I was watching pride. Yeah. All those years ago. I was more of a pride fan than I was a UFC fan back in the day. I, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Crow Cop being one of my favorite, mm-hmm. f- favorite fighters ever. Um, yeah. him and Vanderlei's rematch in, uh, the pride final back in, what was that? Oh, five, oh six. Yeah. Oh six. Yeah. That was fucking surreal to me that mm-hmm. stare down anyone who wants to see the best one of the best stare downs of all time in, in the ring that's he was a master of staring guys down oh. he'd scare the fuck out of anybody fucking eh? crazy like yeah um okay uh we we like to involve the audience in the show oh good and uh, these next few questions come in from our audience oh good yeah uh so uh we'll, we'll just run through these quick yeah give us uh give us a brief synopsis of your answer and uh we'll, we'll crush it like that real all quick. right okay um uh, <laughs> uh trevor duick what was the worst job you ever worked prior to writing? Worst job that I, oh God, uh, I worked at my uncle's tool store and uh, I was the guy that had to write content for the website that they were building and I knew nothing <laughs> about tools. I just got the job 
and family member, I guess. And uh, I wanted to do marketing, but instead he had me doing writing copy about tools. And that was literally, they had thousands and thousands of tools. And I had to take pictures and write content. What, it was the what most boringest of, job ever. What kind of uh, synonyms were you coming up with? You're like, a hard working man. <laughs> <laughs> Buy this sub. Uh, then you have to put all the specs on it, right? So you got to oh, find the specs. I, I just like, to be honest, I copy and pasted from Amazon. <laughs> and then I listen to podcasts and do some writing. You know what? That was uh, that was pure writing ethic, right there. Well, I, I mean, I I would <laughs> I would use Amazon because I knew nothing about tools. I would just do research, try to find it. It took me forever. That and they were sick. like, "Man, it's been two years. Our uh, website content's kind of falling behind." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you got a guy who knows nothing about tools <laughs> writing content for yeah. you." You're like, "And uh, Amazon hasn't updated their yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you can only make tools sound so interesting after a while, like." Oh God! Like accessories for tools. It you have to explain. Like it's just like oh, it would probably get weirdly phallic after a while. You're yeah. like, this long hard <laughs> screwdriver is just uh, amazing. Fits really, yeah. fits really well in the hand. Yeah. Fits well ergonomically hand, correct. Fits for the job. Yeah. <laughs> like okay, what the fuck is going on? Here? Uh, okay, I got another question here for you. Uh, uh, what are your uh, what are your brief? It actually says brief, which is hilarious. What are your brief thoughts? Uh, this comes in via uh, Facebook. What are your brief thoughts on the recent iPokes? Amade- uh, this isn't even fucking grammatically correct, ladies and gentlemen. What are your thoughts on the recent iPokes epidemic in MMA? Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> brief. He makes it brief. Okay, well, the UFC was going to, a couple of years ago, say they were going to get new gloves. They were in research and development for new UFC gloves. Some people were saying, yeah. hey, we go with those pride gloves. Yeah, what happened? I don't know. That that kind of has fallen off the, you haven't heard anything, you haven't heard anything about it for they the last should. couple of years anymore. It's like, it's like it never happened. The I don't know. What, maybe they couldn't find any gloves that could do it. I don't know. They got to do something about it, though. The, the two things they should bring over would be the ref cam. And the pride gloves. Why don't they do those two things and satisfy us? God damn it. Yeah, the pride gloves, though, were great because if people don't know, they, they bent and they, they covered the fingers a little bit. And so you weren't getting as many eye pokes. But then people are saying, well, it hinders your grappling. But no, if you watched pride fights, I mean, guys were, were using submissions all the time. Boyce Gracie fought with those things on, man. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't it be wild if it came out in the wash in the future where that John Jones used his win money to, to buy out? The, the uh, research and development. All these, yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, man, it's just going to kill my whole strategy. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? Um, I don't know. It's unfortunate. I poke suck. I understand it. They got to do something about it. But I mean, what can they do about it? I don't know. You're right. Um, okay. Next question. Uh, uh, what do you feel was the bigger judging robbery? Uh, Nam Fan versus uh, Leonard Garcia. Mm-hmm. Or uh, Diego Sanchez versus Ross Pearson. <laughs> Diego Sanchez, <laughs> the recent fight with Ross Pearson. That was the worst decision in mixed martial arts history. history yeah, that was absolutely. I, I I understand you're fighting in Albuquerque, and New you're in Mexico. your hometown. Yikes! Right, yeah. and but I mean, come on, judges, wake the fuck up. You're watching Oprah reruns, is what they were doing. I uh, I went through. Uh, after I, because I was out that night, so I didn't get to watch it. But then I, I, I saw it afterwards, and uh, so I watched it late. About I don't know, it was about three in the morning, and I watched it. And uh, half drunk, I decided that I was going to uh, write the athletic commission in New Mexico. <laughs> and I, listen I, up, yeah, guys. I, I, I read. I yeah. sent myself a smart. I BCC'd myself a draft of it. Oh, so I, I read it afterwards. It was actually uh, it, was, it was medium understandable yeah, but yeah, yeah. i was just like this is an abomination of judging yeah. and you should be ashamed 
and and uh, it's like it'll deter anyone from wanting to support the product, which in turn will uh, affect your budget in the future as uh, commissions will be less necessary if there are less combat sport fights, etc. And I was like, you don't think it might hinder on something like this, but it will. Smarten up. It was just a yeah. smarten up letter. You know what's crazy when they when they uh, you know he's like I said he was in front of his you know hometown fans and the, the only people that were cheering at the decision were his friends and family. Everyone else in this in Albuquerque they were watching and were like either they were booing or just like what they're like wait a minute what? No, do I not understand what? the rules yeah yeah it's like what uh, there's something dirty going on oh, there man. I don't know what was going on but that was the worst decision ever gross apparently Ariel Hawani announced today that he said uh, on uh, MMA uh, Insider he said that. Uh, uh, he received a surefire tip from a random insider guy that that he would win a hundred percent. That Diego Sanchez would win a hundred percent. It was being reported today. Yeah, I don't want to say that there's allegedly fix, fixing going on in, in mixed martial arts, but um, you'd be stupid not to think that there's. Yeah. Not, I mean, it's not the UFC that's doing it, but you know, judges. Yeah, obviously that would reflect on the athletic yeah. commission and not the UFC. Yeah, but. exactly. But you know, judges are human, and you know. Sometimes I mean, don't don't leave it to the judges. Basically, I mean, if if you really don't want to see that happen, then try to finish the fight. But um, Pearson had his has his chances. I I just I, I wanted Pearson to be a little more aggressive in that fight. Yep, I definitely because agree. I think he was out striking Diego since Pearson fought George Sauter. No, Sauteropoulos. Yep. Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. In, in the uh, Ultimate Fighter, the, the other nation's final that we were talking about, uh, since he fought him at that point, I was like, oh, that's he was so aggressive in that fight. And then he's kind of backed off a little bit in tentativeness. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, you know what? It's it's the worst judging decision that I remember. But, I mean, there's been some bad ones over the years. That was bad. But maybe, maybe notable, honorable mention there for our, our person who said this on Facebook, uh, I would say notable, honorable mention would be um, Michael Bisping versus uh, Matt, uh, oh, help me out here. I'm on, I'm not on your intergalactic journey. <laughs> but Michael Bisping, eh? Um, Bisping versus uh, Deaf Guy. Oh, Matt Hamill. Jesus, Matt Hamill, yeah. Yeah. That was, I thought Hamill took that. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, there's been so many, so many, I mean, I hate to say it. There's been a lot of bad judging decisions over the years. A lot. And uh, that is what it is. I appreciate you answering those questions. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Duick. Yeah. If people are going to follow you online, they can follow you on Twitter at T- Trev. Yep. Trev Duick. Because someone already took Trevor Duick. Bastards. So Trev Duick. Apparently there's other, other Trevor Duicks out there that are on Twitter. And, uh. Uh, if they want to read your writing, they can visit uh, uh, VanCityBuzz.com. Yeah, yeah uh, VanCityBuzz, I write stuff. Uh, if you're reading about mixed martial arts, though, it's my column in the 24 Hours Vancouver. It's every Monday. And uh, I also do some stuff for MMA Sucka. We're going to be covering uh, UFC 174 here, so we're going to be doing some video interviews. That's great. Um, and uh, we're going to be going into EA Sports. Um, so you'll be seeing those videos very soon. Yeah, uh, uh, during our time at EA Sports on Thursday, there are some good folks over there. People, they're not. Uh, I should point out that a lot of our audience is in the video game industry. So, mm. yeah, there are some good folks out there. Some uh, souls. EA Sports. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna be showing us the or they showed us the new UFC game. Oh yeah, How would and you, think of it? Uh, you know they're we're gonna be meeting. Uh, we met a lot of the fighters, and we're gonna be interv- interviewed them. I'm trying to speak in like past tense, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's oh, like because it's know, gonna be already happening. Yeah, by the exactly. Time the, so yeah. anyway, we we went to EA Sports. And we you know, saw a video happened. game and interviewed. I yeah. can't tell you anything about it yet. Yeah. <laughs> but just trust me, we were there. You just give like a post-game recap of it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's open workouts. There was open workouts at EA Sports. Excellent. Uh, yeah, as well. So, and they they did some video um, 
motion capture stuff. Cool. Yeah. Mocap so. stuff is fun to watch. It's mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, Trevor, you're a fantastic guy. Thanks. I, I appreciate uh, talking MMA with you, man. This yeah. is really good. Thanks this, for the beers. Of course, anytime. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, anyone out there listening, if this is your first time listening, if you want to follow me, you can always follow me on Twitter or Instagram at MD underscore Boomsday. Uh, you can also watch all of the shows. I guess you will not watch it. You listen to it. You can listen to all the goddamn episodes up till now, uh, 1 through 37, counting this one, uh, by visiting intergalacticinterviews.com. And uh, I just wanted to say real quick, uh, thanks again for, for taking the time to come do this. I know you're a busy guy and, you, and you're writing for a lot of different places and you're all over the place. You're on the radio this morning and then you come and do the podcast today. It's a big media tour. I know. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> all of a sudden everyone's interested in talking. That's why well, I, I wrote a thing about teachers too. It was totally different than mixed martial arts. And I got all the teachers now hating me. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. That's a totally different kind of fight. Yeah. I'd rather watch UFC fights than watch the government. Fair enough. teachers. Uh, music this week, guys, is going to be... Uh, actually, this is part of uh, our, our Nubinson universe we were talking about, my friend. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. it's uh, my brothers in a group called Nuclear Brunch. Uh, brothers, plural. And uh, Nuclear Brunch is a... Uh, well, it's space funk. That's the best way to put it. Nice. Space funk slash jazz, bruh. And if you guys like it, uh, you'll be also keen to know that I feature vocals on this song. There and uh, the song's called Way Back by Nuclear Brunch. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. Trevor Duke, say goodbye. Say goodbye. Say goodbye, sis. Go to UFC 174. I'll see you there, my friend. We'll go off. And uh, oh, I'll, actually, I'll see you on Friday, maybe at the uh, fan thing. That'll be fucking, uh, you come up to that. Perhaps. We'll see how it goes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy. This is The Way Back by Nuclear Brunch. See you next week. Blah. Make way for the praise we're surrounded you. Eight ways we're raised to be counted to. Outside, way back up the mountain through the passageway, which allows us to be loud and proud with the sound. Our crew is enough to be more than a mountain to the size which tries to crowd our view. I appreciate the way you love to think back on times I don't budge. I stay within lines with no grudge. I travel back and I'm back above. I am floating on the ways of life. Memories of the slaves of strife. Great days bring the chains of night. Rays of light. Another choice is you know that better. Breathe into your heart, things get better. Constellation force, take a leap, jet set on me. And miles, you know, my life is. See it in a rise, see the prize, don't give up. Do you live with the briskest sacred better? Motion on the dance floor, steps that better. All the while, we're trying to find us. Step back, walk by my way back. Going for this space track. Trying to find that shooting star. The one that's done it all. And if I find this fortune in the way out. Oh,
you say 